September 23rd of 2023 because they go to Lincoln, Nebraska. And you remember the last time Tech went to Lincoln, Nebraska? Yeah. A guy named Retay. No, there was another. Uh, Jonathan Holland caught a one hander. Had a was great that the, Oh, it was. It Lost forty nine to ten, but we were on top ten. Yeah, but then it was at, at some point. Didn't we've made memorable moments in butt kickings in Nebraska? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> well, anyway. always leave with a standing ovation. That's a, <laughs> well, what it's all I about. I hate to tell you guys that uh, Nebraska does that for everybody. Uh, they'll do that for no, Austin no, no, P. no. They only do it for Louisiana Tech. Mm. Everybody knows that, Puffy. Oh, absolutely. We got so. a standing ovation in the Alamo Dome this past weekend too. <laughs> uh, they're glad it was over. Yeah, they, yeah. Nobody was clapping more than the people on the sidelines. All right, for for Puffy, for Tabor, Sean Fox, Bleed Tech blew up. Next, we'll see you tomorrow. This has been the Sports Company with Sean Fox. Presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. Theirs for the taking. In Lambeau, McCarthy coming home, had the lead, and folded. This is why they haven't had back-to-back double-digit winning season since 96. It was all there for them. And they lost it the way Dallas tends to lose games like this. Costly penalties and failure at quarterback in a high-leverage moment. This is The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Wow. Weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. <laughs> two wrongs don't make a right, but two rights make the odd couple. Stop it, stop no, it, no. He's Chris Broussard. Just so that's clear. He's Rob Parker. This is baloney. A combination to be proud of. Okay. It's the odd couple. Like, oh my God. With Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Are you serious? Going to bat for each other. You're at bat, so you're at bat. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Gangsta Boogie. On Fox Sports Radio. FS1. Mornings on FS1. Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp go head-to-head on the day's hottest sports topics. Undisputed with Skip and Shannon. Weekdays at 9.30 Eastern on FS1 in the Fox Sports app. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle.
Good evening, beautiful people. V.C., Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Bleed at Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. One thing, our title sponsor, Louisiana National Bank. For over 100 years, LNB has been your community bank. Go see my friends at Louisiana National Bank. For an uncommon experience, or check them out online at ln.bank. Get us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line, 888 It's good to see you, Beck. Yeah, it's good to be here. BC. I've calmed down a little bit. Yeah, I phew, told Sean I had to give you a couple-day break. Wore me out on the postgame show. Yeah, well, Louisiana Tech falls 51-7. to If you haven't seen it by now, where have you been? It wasn't pretty. Bulldogs turned the ball over five times. UTSA scored on their first six possessions of the game. I would say they probably called the dogs off with about 12 minutes left in the third quarter. And for that, I will say thank you. Yeah. Because they would have hung 80. Tech's largest loss since entering Conference USA in 2013. Mm. Uh, Tech's now allowed over 40 points four times in conference play. Uh, which is the most since entering Conference USA in 2013. Tech's officially eliminated from bowl contention. Or, I don't know, maybe we could go bowling at 5-7. and seven. Would you be interested? No. Me neither. Um, so going forward, Louisiana Tech be on the road this weekend at Charlotte. 49ers are 2-9 and nine overall, 1-6 and six in Conference USA play. They'll be closing out their regular season. Uh, with Senior Day Saturday afternoon. So hopefully Louisiana Tech can put to bed a road losing streak that has existed since December 3rd of 2020. Been a while. Okay. Um, Sonny Cumbie said today during his press conference, we're going to talk about his press conference at length at 6.30. Um, Landry Liddy will make his third career start. Uh, sounds like Parker McNeil is done for the year. Uh, that's per Sonny Cumbie. Uh, listen, you never want to see a guy get hurt. Um, I will say I believe, and I, I think you would agree with me, Parker McNeil, although he started, let's say, Lydia started his third game, fourth game in the last game of the year. Downing started one game, that's five games. So McNeil started seven games. Obviously, he didn't play a lot against Rice. So about half the season, he was the starting quarterback. I know for myself, you know, obviously it wasn't, the results from a win-loss perspective. But he earned a lot of fans. Like, the kid gutted it out. He was banged up for probably four of the six starts. And he deserves a lot of credit for that. I I, I have to say that. I know we had him in studio. Tremendous young man. Uh, and you kind of hate to see his career end in this manner. Yeah, it's a tough deal to come in, I think, for one year to a new place and try to establish yourself. And he kind of got to come in – I don't know, there was a lot of, obviously he didn't win the job coming out of camp, so he kind of comes in under the yep. radar. Uh, you know, nobody knows much about him or Downing with the new coach, overshadowed by a new head coach, and new regimen. Um, he he didn't, I mean, he's not the kind of guy that wants to fame. I think he, he loves football. And, and we got to see him get better, I feel like, week to week, um, maybe minus that South Alabama game. But uh, I, I think that he was a guy we could have won a few more games with had he stayed healthy. I think that that Rice game is ours if he stays healthy. I think we that FIU game is ours if, if he's playing. And um, so I mean, it's easy to sit here and say that, yeah. but he, he was a guy like he, he was fun to watch. He he's from a from a consumer standpoint threw a beautiful D ball. Yeah, you love it. 
Well, and that those are the kind of wow type plays that kind of jump off the page and get a fan base excited. Right. And you know, this is his this is his last year of eligibility, so he's probably done in his football career. I, I will say that I think he's the type of guy that and he sat here and told us that, you know, he's hoping to become a coach one day. That's kind of something that he that kind of piques his interest a little bit. He's the type of guy that if you're Sonny Cumbie, you're probably like, Hey man, you wanna stick around and GA force and I'm not saying you stick him with the quarterbacks, but you give him an opportunity with some sort of role with your offense as far as just getting his feet wet uh, in the coaching profession, and I, I think you'll do a good job. And like you said, he earned a lot of respect from his teammates, and you know, like I said, tremendous young man. But at the same time, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. I think a lot of Tech fans are excited that they're going to get to see more of Liddy. That that's kind of been the theme throughout the year as far as wanting to see him play, you're going to get an opportunity when it's all said and done for him to start at four games as a true freshman. And you hope that he can close out the regular season on a high note and kind of propel himself into the spring and next summer of 2023. Yeah, super appreciative to guys that are willing to come to a place for their last year when they've never been here before. But what really gets fans uh, engaged and excited is a guy that they feel like is going to be here for a few years and, and get to watch him grow and um, not many schools get to or would choose to start a true freshman. And uh, for, for Liddy to have the hype that he does uh, coming out of high school, being a local well, guy, and just... And, and too, you, you talk about choosing to start a true freshman. I think that's a really good point because we saw this last weekend against UTSA. And granted, it was only a second career start. If that would have been, you know, game 10 of his freshman year, it probably, uh, you know, goes a little bit more positively. But in a game like that, you can understand where a coach is coming from if he has the feeling of, hey, I would prefer my true freshman stand on the sideline, kind of watch the game, you know, practice a lot throughout the year, and, and you know, maybe take a red shirt. Those growing pains for true freshmen can be so drastic. And also, at the quarterback position, like, whether you do the right thing on 100% of the plays or you do the wrong thing on 100% of the plays, like, you're getting the blame. Like, that comes with the position. Sonny Cumbie and whoever's playing the quarterback, win, lose, or draw, you're going to catch a lot of flag. Yeah, and I think it's hard for, for guys to sit there and say, like, hey, we're so excited about Cumbie or uh, uh, Liddy, and we, we he does amazing things in camp. He's going to be a great player. And then for fans to be like, well, why is he on the field? Like, there's a lot that ha that goes there into is. beating the star quarterback and being successful. For Liddy to come in and, and throw three – Pretty amazing plays with three pretty amazing catches. Like that that excites fans, but that's three play like he's got his options are limited there. Then you can start to go in and prepping for a whole game, four quarters, a whole it's game play. It's just different. And not that he can't handle it. It's just like I get that Cumbie was like, I don't want to start a true freshman. Like I, I see a lot of potential in this guy. I know he's gonna be good, but he's he's eighteen. Like let's let him mature a little let's bit. Let's let him mature. Let's let him He's get, nineteen. Birthday was sorry, on Sunday. Excuse actually. me. Let's you know Let's let's let him get a year of the system under his belt. Um, all that being said, I think we saw plenty from Liddy to get us excited for the future. Oh, absolutely! And, and, and you hope that that can continue over the last. Couple and let's of weeks. just not forget that, like Cumbie is a quarterback and a quarterback's guy. Like if somebody's going to develop a quarterback, we should be as excited about Sonny Cumbie being our head coach for a guy like Landry Liddy as anybody. So I'm I'm looking for I'm not done with this year. Cumbie just said it in his interview with with Sean Fox. You know, we got two more games to play. We got two games to play for. There are two conference games. Let's go get those wins. Let's like get Let's some momentum. On Let's a high finish note. on a high note. Like he's 
these two games are just as important as game one for him because he's got to he's got to win this. He's still got to win this team over when when they're down. He's still got to win this fan base over, and that's a, a lot of what we've talked about throughout the year. So, uh, Louisiana Tech falls fifty-one seven to UTSA. It wasn't a pretty performance by any stretch of the imagination. Bulldogs be back in action on Saturday afternoon against Charlotte. Uh, real quick, Duncan Dogs fall at number twenty-three Texas Tech last night. Uh, really good basketball game down in Lubbock. Uh, Texas Tech came into that game with a 23-game home winning streak. They defeat the Bulldogs 64-55. Kobe Williams led the way with 16 points for the Bulldogs. Jordan Crawford had another really good night off the bench. I think he had seven points, six assists. Uh, did a number of the little things for Tech. And I, I think you have to be excited uh, about just the effort. And, you know, we're not into uh, – you know, the, these games of playing it close and being satisfied and all that stuff. But you have to be satisfied with how Louisiana Tech played. Beck, I will ask you this, and Tabes, you can chime in. This is the trivia question of the night. Are you ready? Yes. There are six Division One basketball teams that are Tech. Okay. How many can you name? Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Texas Tech, Louisiana Tech. That's four. You got the four easiest ones. Okay, cool. Uh, hmm. There, there is one that it's like on the the tip of my tongue. It's not. Uh, it's located it's not Alabama Tech. There's not a. Uh, it's north of Alabama. Hmm. In the Volunteer State. Volunteer State. Tennessee Tech. Yes, that's, that's number five. Okay. And the final one, you will never get this okay. one. They recently underwent a name change. Okay. Uh, they're a member of the Western Athletic Conference. All right. I believe. Not 100% certain. Okay. Um, do you know the name of BC's hometown? Dixie? Okay, they used to be Dixie State. Now they're Dixie Tech. Now they are Utah Tech. I would have not got that. You're yeah. right. Interesting, huh? Interesting. Uh, a little nugget by Kane McGuire, Louisiana Tech basketball SID. Uh, Beck, I, I'll be honest. I was pretty impressed that you named the first four that quickly. Nobody was more impressed or surprised than me. Absolutely. Uh, Duncan Dogs will be back in action traveling to ULL on Thursday night. That's a 7 p.m. tip-off on ESPN+. Lady Texers moved to 3-0 and uh, with the win over Arkansas State on Thursday. They also defeated ULM uh, in Monroe on Sunday. Uh, they'll be back in action next Tuesday uh, we might have to discuss a little bit of this. Uh, they'll play at 4 o'clock at SMU. Of course, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, uh, I would assume, immediately follows that game. Mm. Round 6, 6.15. Um, of course, that's Thanksgiving week as well, but we'll still have a show. Uh, so, Brookstore Squad off to a really, really fast start. All right, we got Eric Wood, Louisiana Tech Athletics Director, coming up at 6.15. Come, we're going to talk a little bit about this Conference USA TV deal. Beck, I want to ask you this. So, it comes out. What, late last week, I believe, right. uh, Conference USA has agreed to a new five-year contract with both ESPN and CBS Sports. Uh, as far as, you know, first off, we're doing away with Conference or CUSA.TV. Thank the good Lord for yeah, that. That was a disaster. Uh, yeah, and a lot of people want to say blame the Conference USA <laughs> office for that, and I, I get that. But at the same time, like, blame the universities. Like, like they, they didn't produce the product that was expected to be produced. Yeah, it was like a you, In a sense, you could have had your own ESPN Plus if you would have produced it in the correct, you know, in the correct way that was maybe visualized 
when this was all put into action. Okay? So, the new TV, new TV deal, I guess the big newsworthy item is that during the month of October, Conference USA will play all of its home games during the week, similar to how the MAC does in the month of November. Fan, not a fan, pros, cons. I think initially, I've, I did not like it. I felt like it. it you're kind of like the redheaded stepchild of college football. No, I think you are. Yeah, but I'll be honest, Ben. I'm not that – like the more I think about it, the more I'm not that mad about it. It's Obviously, you get more – I say prime time. Uh, you're just not competing. The exposure – there might be one or two Maction games. Uh, you're you're going to – I mean – you're going to have more people and with gambling. Like people don't care who you are. I agree. They just want to watch. They want something to watch. You're and going so to get attention. You're going to get more eyes than the two thirty or six o'clock slot on Saturday. I guarantee you. Second for home games, like I I love a tech game on the weekend. We're still going to get that. But how many like over the course of the season? It is a lot. It and is it, like and for you and I like that's a long day. Yeah. And for people that work around the program or. Or take like it's a long day, so to have that on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, not that mad about it. Like it frees up your weekend, well, but not. I, but it, but it's also like it's like you go to work and then you get to like. I mean, I guess you're, the tailgating aspect you lose out. You, on. you do probably do, but I, I think a lot of people want to sit here and say, you know, this is such an awful deal. And my thing is, at the most, it's two home games. At the most, like if you're playing a six six game home schedule, you're still getting four games on Saturdays, right? And. I, Listen, I understand you want all sticks to be on a Saturday, especially if you're traveling in from out of town. I get that point. But like you, like you get an incredible amount of exposure. I do think this is going to be a golden opportunity for Louisiana Tech and the other schools in Conference USA, but speaking to Tech specifically, to engage your students. Like they're they're not going to be at home on the weekend. Yeah. Like they're going to be there on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. Yeah. Reality is this is going to be two groups of people that uh that hate this and and like this fine. Um, I'm glad it's not moving all one direction or the other. I agree with that. Like, it could be all of them. It's not. Uh, there's going to be people, like you said, out of town that are bummed. There's still four other games you'll get to be there for. Some people are going to like it. Uh, get over it. Watch the dogs. Oh, yeah. No matter what. We'll see you hey, middle of the week. You telling October. me uh, 4-0 dogs, 4-0 Liberty on a Wednesday night ain't going to get a good crowd at the Joe. All right, there might be some there might be some boosts on the old gambling apps for that <laughs> one. Hey, ain't lying. Let's go ahead there first time out. We come back. Louisiana Tech Athletics Director Eric Wood joins us. Listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. We'll be back right after this. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it under your feet. And when you see our trucks, winter is on the way. Be prepared with O'Neill Gas. Family owned and operated since 1952, O'Neill Gas is dependable as the products and services we offer. Propane deliveries, tank rentals, installation, and repairs, all by trained and certified professionals who make regular routes in your area. Call today and find out about our delivery options. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. 
a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Hey, DQ fans, I'm so thankful for November's Blizzard of the Month, and you will be too. The Oreo Hot Cocoa Blizzard Treat is back. Yes, you heard that right. Oreo cookies, cocoa fudge, whip topping, and world-famous DQ sauce serve all blended together in a tantalizing treat perfection. Go quick. Something this delicious won't be available forever. Only at participating DQ locations where happy tastes good. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haines, John Tabor. Now joining us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline, Louisiana Tech Athletics Director Eric Wood. Eric, how we doing tonight? Hey, man, good to be with you guys. I got to ask you, are you a cold weather, are you a fan of the cold weather? Oh, man, I'm loving this. I'm loving it. Got the fleece on and, you know, get a hoodie on on the weekends. Hot chocolate. You can't beat this time of year. You're from New York, so this is that right? This is this is, this is home? your cup of tea. Yeah. This is it, man. This is this reminds me a little bit of home. I don't ever want to live in New York again, but it <laughs> reminds me of it. So I, I, I lived in Alaska for 10 years. I have a similar feeling. I don't want to live there again, but I certainly welcome the cold weather. And then Ben comes in here in his parka and his, you know, his Ugg boots. Just freezing, you know. So <laughs> once it drops below seventy, that's bro. right. He can't handle it. He can't handle it. All right, let's jump right in. Obviously, into last week, Conference USA uh, announces a new five-year TV deal uh, with both ESPN and CBS Sports. Uh, when you look at this deal, obviously the the big talking point is a lot of conference football games in the month of October will go to the middle of the week. What were some of the goals for you guys within the conference? Uh, when you went to the table to negotiate some of this stuff, yeah. So we, you know, we we used a uh, consultant. We 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 hired Octagon as a league. We hired Octagon to to go and, and be at the table uh, with the uh, with our with our TV partners. And there were two goals, guys. And it was, you know, increase revenue, increase exposure, and you know, help us find a way to do that. We had all of our football coaches in the room uh, during our end of the year meeting. And just said, hey, are we willing to do what we need to do to get, number one, our, our brand uh, and our institutions, uh, you know, with four-hour infomercials every time we play to get that exposure? Are we willing to do whatever we need to take to do that and increase the revenue? And, you know, unanimously, you know, everybody was in support of that. So you're right. I, I know the talking points are, man, I don't want to, I don't like matching. I don't want to do Tuesdays and Wednesdays. The goal was to increase revenue, which we just about doubled the revenue per institution, um, and and to increase exposure. And we're on two tier one level platforms, and so um, so so that 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 those were the those were the two charges to our consultants. As far as the specifics of the deal, you know, we hear midweek games. Like, is that the is it the same setup as how the MAC is as far as Tuesday, Wednesday nights, or ESPN, or? Since CBS Sports is involved as well, will they have the opportunity to broadcast on those two nights as well? 
Oh, no, let me be clear with our fan base. If, if we, when we agreed to go to Tuesday or Wednesday, it's on the ESPN family of networks. Okay. Uh, so that is ESPN, ESPNU, or the Deuce, right? And if you're gonna, if we're gonna move that to a Tuesday or Wednesday, so there'll be four, four of those games, as you suggested in October, two guaranteed home, two away, and we will be on ESPN. And and that's just priceless, guys. For our, for our football program, for our institution, for recruiting, it, it's priceless. We, you know, we, we, we need to be able to do that. And so, yes, uh, no, the MAC has already had the inventory with ESPN for November. And so we, we, we were able to take care of the October date, or to, to take those October slots. And then, you know, outside of CBS Sports Network paying us additional money to move to a, a Thursday night or a Friday night, the, the, the thought is that we would be on Saturdays. Okay, so you say that's priceless. Do, do you guys look at – I mean, I know you don't probably have specifics, but is the data as opposed to being on a, a on with two or three, four other games on a on a weeknight on ESPN versus uh, a Saturday 6 p.m. slot in the middle of college football? So like, is it really astronomically different as far as viewership? Is that stuff that they have data on, or or I mean, how, how do you how do you quantitate that? Yeah, I mean that, that is. I mean, just the, the millions of of, of, of households. Um, that that you know being on the worldwide leader, um, and so um, and so yeah, for our recruits to be able to see that and to not be you know to, to get these to get the eyeballs on our program you know uh, for the program and for the university. So yes, the, the consultants provide all of that data, and, and and when we all looked at that, you know this was the most sense for us, and then you know for for our league at this point. Speaking beyond football, obviously, I think speaking for myself specifically, the excitement of adding baseball, basketball, women's basketball, soccer, you know, whatever sport it might be to the ESPN Plus platform, how much did some of that play a role uh, knowing that you could get away from Conference USA TV and get it on the ESPN Plus platform? Yeah, that, 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 that's exactly it as well. You know, getting some of our Olympic sports on there, we have, we've all got a uh, you know, increase our uh, uh, our studios and equipment and, you know, those type of things to make sure that we're ready for the rollout. But, uh, you know, at a minimum, we'll, we'll have somewhere between 50 and 60, you know, guaranteed events across, you know, our, all of our, our team sports. And so we're, we're excited. We're excited about that for sure. Um, so, yeah, all, all, all of that, right? I mean, just, just getting in all of these households, getting some of our Olympic sports on there, um, and you know, just about doubling the revenue—that's uh, that's really just helpful, guys, for for our league as a whole. A- absolutely, uh, so, especially transitioning into you know the new conference USA that we'll see in 2023. We have a text on our O'Neill Gas text line. Uh, are there any updates as far as the North End Zone project goes? Is everything uh, kind of still on time or on plan uh, for that going forward? Yep, uh, you know. We, we, we had the Champions Plaza, the Academic Center, uh, the video boards, and then the ribbon board. So hopefully this, this fall, while it's not technically in the north end zone, it is in preparation, having the ribbon board on there in preparation for, you know, our, our current video board, which, which is seeing its later years in life, right? <laughs> um, and so we got the ribbon board up, fall of 23, we'll have the Champions Plaza ready to go, and then uh, the plan is for 25 for that, for the Academic Center uh, to, to, to be there in the north end zone. Architectural uh, selection takes place over the next couple of days, so we'll know who the architect of record is going to be. That's a, that's a bid process since we now have some state dollars involved in this project. Um, and so it is, it is moving along. And, and, guys, you've probably heard by this point, 
uh, you know, that we've launched this IA society. And we've got, we've announced at least 23, I think, 23, 24 families who have come in at, uh, at 25000 and above. And those dollars will go towards uh, finishing out this North End Zone project. Oh, nice. and, and I think I've mentioned this to you all as well. The IA society is above and beyond the tickets and parking, right? We, we need this to move our entire department forward. No student fee. You know, uh, we try to raise enrollment at the university. Uh, no additional state dollars. We have got to find a way to be on offense. And this is, was our way to do it. So we've got 23 families signed up. The goal is uh, that we've charged ourselves with is to try to get to 50 by the end of the calendar year. We, we feel like we're on pace for that. Uh, but the IA Society is going to help us close that. And guess what, guys, and fan base, if we close out that academic center, now we move towards the remainder of the, the projects that we're looking for in the Athletics Village, no. indoor practice facility, basketball performance center, and all those other things that will help us uh, in the recruiting and competition. Tremendous stuff. And I want to go real quick back to the, the midweek football games. As you and your staff, now that that deal has been finalized and you have you know, 10, 11 months to kind of prepare for that, do you – Kind of get to lay out some new ideas as far as the value of having some of those midweek games in terms of getting students back into the Joe and engaged with, you know, the football atmosphere? Yeah, that's a great question because I know, and I, I know people are tweeting at, at me and, you know, man, I live in <laughs> Dallas or Houston and I can't get there, you know, it's a you know, several-hour drive. And I, we realize that we're hoping that our students, hey, we've been competing with Thursday and Friday and Saturday night parties and activities. I'm hoping on a Tuesday or Wednesday night, you know, after class, we come on out and, and, and support the dogs, you know. Um, so we'll, we'll, we will have to adjust. We will have to adjust uh, as it relates to tailgating. Listen, I go every game, guys. I get on my golf cart, and sometimes i got to put my armored vest on when I get out there, but, <laughs> you know, to get the feedback on the tailgate. But I want to hear it, and it's been nothing but positive, the, the changes that we've, that we've made, and, and there's room for growth there as well. Dr. Wood, it, it, when, you, when you look at a, a season across all sports and, and say the season doesn't exactly go uh, how we would have hoped, um, the conversations that you have as an athletic director uh, with those coaches, um, I, I'm not necessarily asking as far as uh, whether you retain them or not, but just like the morale question, just the, um, the, the speak and, and the conversations you're having, um, what is that like uh, and, and what are some things that you can tell us that, that goes into some of those conversations to amp back up for the next year? I mean, are you talking about it, but just with football, or just yeah, just or any general in general, sports. any coaches, but yeah, what's not what's what's not pretend like football well, has and this like, year. What's that process look like for an athletics director in terms of like beginning of the year, end of the year, as far as getting more yep. tools to those coaches? You know, regardless right. of win loss record. Listen, I, I consider them right as long as they're still our coach. You're you're the best at what you do on our campus, right? You're the expert. So it's important for me. I, I really tried. There won't be two weeks that goes by that I don't touch base with our coaches. That might be a text, hey, checking in, how's it going, what do you need, or a, or a call. But for sure, at the end of their competition season, we're going to block off, you know, hour and a half, two hours, and we're going through every facet of their program. What's recruiting look like? What does your staffing look like? Who are you retaining? Who are you thinking about moving on? Talk to me about your roster. And then my job, guys, is to come to work every day and remove the barriers to success. What is it? Is it a facility issue? Is it a fueling issue? Um, you know, Sonny, Sonny came in and wanted to – he's got to increase the nutrition and our strength and conditioning and other things, right? He didn't come in and ask for an indoor facility, but we know that that's something that he would like because here's the deal. We're practicing in the Lambright. 
What mm. FBS program do you know in the country is practicing in their student rec center, right? And so we've got some work to do. That doesn't mean that's why we're, we're three and uh, seven. I'm not justifying that. What I'm saying is my goal at the end of each competition season is to go through every facet, fueling, studying, academics, our athletic training. How can I remove a barrier to help you succeed? And I don't care if you're the bowling coach or the football coach because I want to win at everything. And so we do that, and that's how I, what I know to go back out to our donors, to our president, to our foundation board. Hey, guys, here's what we think we need to take the next step. Right now, the IA Society is helping us because it's philanthropic giving. It has nothing to do with tickets or, 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 or parking. This is above and beyond. You want to see Tech Athletics move forward and be the most sought-after group of five? Jump on board with us. This is how we do this and get our coaches what they need. Okay, so to me, that's a really interesting facet or specific thing about your job. Now that you've been here for a year or two, is there something kind of specific like that? I know we know what all goes on in your job. I mean, we don't know, but you know, the fundraising side, the the coaches right. side. The, what is like one facet that you just really, really, really enjoy? Um, kind of specific, like what you just talked about. But you, does that make sense? Like, yep. what's one part of this that you really enjoy? Man, I want to check things off the off the off the list that our coaches feel they need, right? And so I'm I'm passionate about when when Colton Prim as our associate AD for championship resources said, "Hey, man, I've got seven or eight of these visits lined up." I get fired up. I get to tell the people that we know want to help us what exactly we need, right? And so I love going back to a coach and saying, "Hey, you think you need a fence around your?" Uh, around your practice field because people are just walking right through your practice. Hey, we, we've identified a few prospects. Hey, you think fueling's more important right now for you? You know, because I don't like to handcuff our coaches. You tell me what you think you need, and then I go get it, right? And, and then we evaluate you uh, every year on, hey, we've checked that box for you. Where are you now in your program? Um, and we'll make those decisions. So uh, I, I get excited because I'm passionate about it. So I can't wait for him to set up these appointments for us to go talk to people and say, hey, here's what we need. If you love us and you're on board with us, help us move this thing forward. I get excited about that. Outside of that, when I can poke my head in a practice, it reminds me when there are frustrations and roadblocks. My mentors always told me when you get to that point, go outside and be reminded why you took this job. And it's for those kids. I want to see them accomplish things and, and use sport to get a degree and make changes and be leaders in this society. And when, when it gets ugly and there's realignment and we don't have the money for this, I go out there and get reminded of why I get up every day to do this, why we get up to the, every day as a staff. Last thing, we'll let you get out of here. Obviously, football season winding down, two weeks remaining in the regular season. we got men and women's basketball seasons underway. I uh, got my season ticket renewal uh, through email for baseball. I know softball tickets are on sale as well. Uh, if any of our listeners want to find some tickets, where can they find that out? Hey, call our, you know, Ashley Brooks is uh, leading our unit, but we've got some excellent fo- folks uh, working the phones, and, and you can go online and, and, and uh, to our website at latexsports.com. And, hey, renewals are, are going to be hard deadlines, particularly for baseball, y'all. Um, and, you know, you, you know how tight it is, and, um, you know, and uh, we're just looking forward to, to filling all of our stadiums, but we appreciate you. We don't take you for granted. We're trying to find ways to – keep these as affordable as possible and keep our programs moving forward. And so I appreciate every one of our fans. And that's why I get out there in those bowls and those seats and shake hands, because I'm grateful for how you use your discretionary dollars. Tremendous stuff. As always, Dr. Wood, looking forward to seeing you out 
and around campus in the next few weeks. Appreciate it. BC, back. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you. Dr. Eric Wood, join us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line. Back. I'll be real honest. He's just like, a heck of an interview. It, it, it really is. <laughs> it's but so like, good to talk where, to where are you going to get that sort of openness? No, I, that's he's been that way since he got here. I think something that really resonates with fans, and that makes a big difference. These are people that got to feel like uh, their money's going to good places and it's being cared for. And I think he communicates that just by how he talks to everybody, how open he is. Um, I think, man, just from what we've seen in past and other schools, that's not not always that common. No doubt about it. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. Let's get into Sonny Cumbie's press conference today. It was pretty interesting. Uh, I would venture to say it's probably been the most interesting press conference that I've been a part of uh, oh. since I've been covering the squad Okay, over five years. So you're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You are a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you are opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you are looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dream, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. At Diemble Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our Diemble Motors Facebook page. At Diemble Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. Diemble Motors in Arcadia. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Certainly want to thank Dr. Eric Wood, Louisiana Tech Athletics Director, for joining us in the previous segment. Like, like I said, Beck, like, you don't get that sort of openness Uh from an athlete, first off, most athletics directors won't even go on the radio. Yeah. Uh, secondly, uh, they, they sure won't tell you as far as you know how much they're trying to help their coaches. I think that's the thing I appreciate about him so much. Which is it's so like crazy because like why wouldn't you say that? I know, I agree, but my my thing is like, no matter how much money Louisiana Tech has or doesn't have, like 
He is willing to sit down and listen to Sonny Cumbie or Talvin Hester or Brooks Store or Lane Burroughs or whoever it is. Regardless if he can provide it, he's willing to engage in the conversation and he's willing to engage in the conversations with the folks that have the ability philanthropically to give the money to assist those programs. And there, there, I would imagine there are certain times where he's like, man, like, I'll try. But I probably can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and like that's the hard part of the job. Well, that's what I'm like trying to figure out too. Is just like the the tough parts of being an athletic director. Like, how do you handle it at the end of a season when a certain sport didn't perform well? Like, whether you're making coach, coach, coaching changes or not. Like, what are those conversations like? Because obviously, it's 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 a so say you're retaining the coaches and you know that it's like hey like like what do you need and then like why can't I, like you're having conversations about what they need can you or can you not get it. Uh, like he said, if you've gotten it, okay, now that you told me what you wanted, we got it for you. Now we got to evaluate you on this. You know, it's like those are the conversations I'm interested in, and he gives you a little insight into that. And those have to be, uh, I would imagine, those have to be some uncomfortable oh. conversations. Oh yeah, but it's also like, hey, I, it's like you're preaching to your or you're pitching to your boss how you're going to be better next year. Like we don't have to do that that much. Yeah. You know, I don't know what your dad makes you talk about on the farm, but the other the other thing is, like, I wonder how much. <laughs> Like, you didn't pick enough cotton, Ben. You know the corn didn't get row harvested. One, that row wasn't rowed up well that's enough. Right. Uh, you know the other. Part, I wonder. I, th- I think this. That's truly who Eric Wood is. I, here's well, what I at, wonder. Listen, All right, go ahead. I think it's truly who he is uh, to inquire about those things. But I wonder. I wonder if that was like one of the main criticisms he heard about prior administration. Possible. And that's like, hey, I'm going to make that a freaking point of emphasis. Or at the same time, he comes from UCF where they've they did absolutely really well exploded. Oh, yeah. And so he understands the importance. I wonder, when, when you talk about those conversations specifically, and, and let's use Lane Burroughs versus Sonny Cumbie. And listen, nobody's upset with Sonny Cumbie. We obviously all understand it's year one. But Lane Burroughs is going to come in at the end of the year. Last couple of years, he's jacked up. He's like, he's like Dr. Wood, like, we just made it to a regional. We just hosted a regional. Like, I need X, Y, Z, and we'll be in freaking Omaha. Yeah. But I do wonder, and let's take Sonny Cumbie out of it. I wonder if, you know, you have a down year. Do the coaches, and this isn't specifically towards Eric Wood, I guess in any athletics department, if you feel the comfort to be able to walk into your AD and be like, he asks you, you know, what do you need? What can I do to help you take your program forward? If they can ever have the sort of honest conversation, be like, man, I'm beat up. Like, like this was tough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, those are the, the real conversations. And I was reading a, a story today. And so, Tex playing Charlotte, okay? And Charlotte's hired their new head coach in football. His name's Biff Pogey. Okay, <laughs> great name. We're trying to come up with names for our kids, and Biff's never crossed the line. I, Has it crossed the line? No, yeah, that's wild. It's I not on the radar. Biff. So Biff Pogey is the associate head coach at Michigan, and he was hired in the summer of 2021 prior to Jim Harbaugh, you know, right when they were talking about firing Harbaugh. And everybody right. was like, Harbaugh ain't going to make it through 2021. And Obviously, they made the playoff their 10-0 this year. But they, they talked about how Harbaugh – I mean, Pogey was the guy that would stand up to Harbaugh and be like, hey, like, you can't be so involved in the offense. If he's the offensive coordinator, you let him coach. Defensive coordinator. If he's the defensive coordinator, you go in there and let him coach. And the moral of it was Pogey went in there one of his first days, and he was like, 
Jim, like, can I, can I speak? And he said, the first thing he said to the guys was like, why do you do what you do? What? And he's 62 years old now, and he said, he was like, I'll go first. And he was like, I'm married, I have five kids, and I'll be honest with you, I don't remember a thing about my kids growing up because I've been doing this so long. Like, like I dedicate my life to coaching these young men, to developing young men. And they said by the end of it, like the whole assistant staff along with the head coach were like, like wow, like like sometimes you get so caught up in, like we got to win this, we got to win that, but you don't ever have a real people conversation right. towards like, why do I do this? Like who do I do it for? What am I trying to accomplish? Like you're just chasing either the next job or the next win or the next yard. And I, I just wonder in collegiate athletics as a whole, how often does – you as a head coach have the trust in your boss to be like, you know what, man? Like I'm three and ten in my last thirteen games. My wife's ticked off at me. I'm ticked off. Like kids aren't happy because dad's not home till. T- like how often can you have honest conversation? Because that is, listen, like we know how demanding this can be. Yeah, I mean these guys get paid exorbitant amount of money to do this and. For and that's right, always what that's, fans go back to. Well, it's part of the sacrifice. I mean, like, it is. They are literally up there 16 hours a day and could always be doing more, could always be studying more film, could always be prepping harder. And, and like, the, everything is so obviously and rightfully so performance based. And yeah. then, and now the, the, the fuse is shorter. Like, you have two bad seasons. Like, we'll see. See ya. Yeah. And, you know, like, I think Dabo does a pretty good job of talking about this. And it's easy to talk about how you're like, Developing young men when you're freaking winning all the time, like yeah. that's easier to do. Oh, I agree. Now you can be an incredible developer of men and be a sucky football coach, yep. and there's a balance. And then you're trying every school, every conference, they have different goals and different uh, measures of success. And so you go to a new place, and it's like, yeah, I would love to go undefeated every single year, but that's not going to happen because of this, this, and this. The funding, like I'm not, you know, you could be that one coach that really does get them there, whatever, and you want to be that, but. I just can't imagine like trying to find the niche, trying to deal with all the outside noise. Um, everybody's got a platform now. It's donors' money. Uh, oh yeah, this is not an easy thing. And and not making excuses for any coaches, but it's like, yeah, you're right. Like this is these guys need to be in therapy seven days a week. Well, and I'm just so fascinated by like you talk baseball. Like what four or five, six assistant coaches where like there, there's not a whole lot of football. There's twenty five, thirty. There's GAs, there's analysts, there's, there's assistant 85, coaches, there's 85, there's 85 players, there's trainers. Like, how do you learn everybody's name? How, how do you go deeper than... You're running a little organization is what you're doing. Well, how, how do you go deeper than what's up, Parker McNeil? How, how are you the running backs coach? What's your relationship with as the D-line coach? Like, do you know that guy well, or do you work together? And then you have... Because I feel like the... Hold on, what's it? I feel like the most successful are the ones that, like, you know that guy. You know his family you know his wife you know his kids you know what he enjoys doing after football and like those things are so minute as far as like the significance to us on the outside as far as like you said it's so performance based but it's like if you're not tight in there like if you don't know Parker McNeil's dad as the quarterback coach or the head coach it's like like you don't know what he's going through but you better know what he's going through if you want to truly be able to get through to him yeah BJ and Smoke were in studio a few weeks ago and and BJ talked about that he's like these are like our like our parents away from home. Yeah. And a lot of these guys are really tied close to their families and their first time being away from them. And, like, you got to be that for them, too. And you, you got to do it genuinely because they can tell. You oh, know? absolutely. And, but Okay, so the point with baseball, it's like 
you know, we're talking about Burroughs having to – he's got 14, 15 players that could play pretty much on any Division One roster, and you're trying to fit them all on a nine-person field. All right, that's 15 and trying to fit nine. Try having 85 and trying to fit 11 on at one time and, you know, in a couple of different facets. Challenging. Like, it's cha- like, that's a lot, and that's why I think, like, these – Football coaches, that's why they're at the top of the, the food chain. That's why I appreciate what they do. No, it's crazy, man. It's, it's absolutely crazy. And, and I, I can't imagine. But like, and So then you, you take that, and then you add the athletic director who's doing this across all sports, dealing with all the donors, um, literally leading the athletic department, which has hundreds of employees. It's just like this is a, this is a wild, a wild thing that, yeah. and, that we've created and, and like the, all the, the hype around sports, and we know it's a money driver. But man, this is like this is big time stuff, and this is at a university that I wouldn't even say like imagine at a giant university like well, how it, big this is. Well, exactly, and you think about being a being a dad, being a husband, being the guy. Let's say football, for example. Like you go to practice from two to five thirty. You've obviously been at the facility since seven a.m. And then you got to make it to Little Johnny's baseball game at six. Well, then you didn't get everything done because you took the time out. And then you got to go back to the facility till eleven. But then you didn't see. Your, you know what I'm saying? There's just so much to juggle, and it's why I really admire, you know, what they do day to day. Because I don't think that we get the opportunity to see truly. Like we we think that we live demanding schedules because my kids have woke up at five forty five every day this week, but. Like we ain't seen demand. No, and you and I both go home at five o'clock and yeah. and don't really worry about work until the next day. I mean, can you imagine being Eric Wood laying in bed just thinking about all the the million things you got to think about, do <sighs> different ideas? That's a lot, BC. Yeah, think about it's like this. us the night before Bleed Tech Blue Radio. You know, yeah. Like, oh my gosh, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, it really jacked up. Yeah. Let's go ahead, Darren. Next time out, you listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk ninety seven point seven. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. The snap of a football can only mean one thing. A cold snap's not far behind. And while the bleachers can get a bit chilly, your home doesn't have to. Now's the time to fill your propane tank with a call to O'Neill Gas. We'll keep your tanks full all season long so your family stays warm and comfortable. For a limited time, get a free pressure check with your first fill-up. So remember, when that whistle blows, we're your best defense against the cold. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Hey, DQ fans, I'm so thankful for November's Blizzard of the Month, and you will be too. The Oreo Hot Cocoa Blizzard Treat is back. Yes, you heard that right. Oreo cookies, cocoa fudge, whip topping, and world-famous DQ sauce serve all blended together in a tantalizing treat perfection. Go quick. Something this delicious won't be available forever. Only at participating DQ locations where happy tastes good. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna R. Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. 
If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. All right, let's get into Sonny Cumbie's press conference from this afternoon. Obviously, Louisiana Tech goes on the road last week. Falls 51-7 at UTSA. Bowl hopes are dashed. you got a road game this week at Charlotte. Haven't won a road game since December 3rd of 2020. Beck, we, we've talked a lot about this team and some of the performance, the ups and the downs, the roller coaster ride that it feels like we've been on for, I guess, really three years now. And I don't know that I would necessarily say Saturday was rock bottom, but it felt like it in a sense when you lose a conference game by 44 points. Sonny Cumbie comes into his press conference today, and, you know, I've been a part of a lot of press conferences. I'm not here to brag about myself like I'm. I'm the one media outlet that's on week in and week out, but it's neither here nor there. And he talked about, and he was asked about some of the road struggles. And he talked about some of the lack of mental toughness on this team. And he didn't necessarily say that it was just the players. He took a lot of, uh, you know, he put a lot of it on himself, which is what a good head coach does. Right. But that's the one thing we've talked about. Like, this program... For the last two and a half, three years, when things go south, it feels like things just snowball. Like, there's there's been real lack of ability to be like, you know what? It's not going to happen on my watch today. We might be down 14 nothing early, but we're going to win this football game. And I, I, I thought that was really telling. And Sonny Cumbie also was point blank saying that, like, he's not going to hide from that. He's not going to hide from telling his players that. I agree with him, but I do have this question. Like, how do you create more mental toughness and I don't in know, a game atmosphere? I don't know how. I mean, what, is it a product of just, like, you've talked about 2020, 2021. Those were, like, tough. Those were tough years. Now, granted, everybody in the country did deal yep. with it. But, I mean, are those program-killing season? Like, in the sense of, like, anybody that's on that roster is just, like, done for. Done for. Like, you know, shouldn't I, be. I've complained about some of the athletes we have on our team that I think are phenomenal athletes. I just don't care. Like, they don't try hard. Well, and, and I think that you know, Sonny Cumbie did did, did 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 the skipper let that happen too long? Well, and Cumbie took a little bit of, of that on himself. He said, "I've allowed it to happen," but he also said that you know, if you rep it all week, and, and he used the example of if you're lined up on the line, you know, as a tight end or offensive tackle, defensive lineman, all week. And you execute that play at 100% effectiveness. But then we get to Saturday and you don't line up on oh, the line that's correctly. Just crawl all over you as a coach. He's like, at some point, like, that's a lack of focus. It's a lack of attention to detail. And as a player, you got to be able to look in the mirror and say, that's on me. I got it fixed. But as a coach, you know, they're sitting back in the facility like, what did we not do to hammer home this point? And. It's like I've always said. Like, I don't know if you can teach a guy to be a winner. Like, to me, winners win and losers freaking lose. What's, like, winners are just tough. What, what, you know. And I don't know how you change that in a program. I'm not saying they can't, but. 
Yeah, like, what, that's what, tough. What Here's what gets me. FIU. They got beat by Western Kentucky 73-0. to Yeah. They barely beat a school that's one tick above a high school in Bryan. Bryant, whatever. Yeah. Give another them some name. respect on like, that name. Ben, how do you? How does anybody wake up at five a.m. for workouts when you get beat by Western Kentucky seventy-three to zero? They could have played Alabama. I don't think they lose seventy-three to zero. Like I agree, that is that is an insulting butt whooping. But I'll be danged if they didn't get off the bus and play a freaking game and it with some toughness and desire. Like they wanted it. They looked in the mirror. They looked. They wanted, and they have turned. Their, like I don't know how many wins they have. Five wins now, or something Four or like five, that. Yeah. Like they've turned their season around. Like how do you do that? Like FIU is never a school I want to look at and be like, God, I kind of wish we had that. Like I don't ever want to do that. Like how do you get there? And, and, and I think you know, Sonny Cumbie was asked. Like you know, we, we've talked a lot of throughout the year about the lack of execution, the things not necessarily going the way that you might have planned them to go. And he, and he was asked, you know, does that, does that give you any sort of anxiety as a head coach? You know, maybe not trusting in the ways that you're teaching your players or maybe that your coaching philosophy is not all that successful, you know, whatever it might be. And, and I thought it was pretty telling to say, you know, company's anxiety comes from knowing that with the results that have happened, that he obviously hasn't prepared the team as well as he should have. And he talked about how, you know, you get out on the field in pregame warm-ups and, you know, everybody wants to talk about the the quote-unquote look in your eye. Do you have that look? And he's like, listen, like, there's been some weeks where I'm like, oh, boy, like, this is about to be bad. And, like, we've played some of our better games of the year. And there's other times it's like, all right, we've had a great week of practice. Our guys are ready to go. And we come out and lay an egg. And, and it's like you – and, like, I'm not the guy – and I, I I probably will blame players more often than most. But, like, at what point does a player say it's not happening anymore? Like, it's not happening – I'm not going to Charlotte on a Saturday afternoon against a 2-9 and nine program and losing. I'm going to go out. I'm going to do what I taught. I'm not going to press because I know I'm better than the guy that's on the opposite side of me. And I'm going to win. And, and I just wonder if there's some sort of switch that would flip in this program if Tech won a three-point game on a final on a last-second field goal, yeah. or if you had a big turnover when the other team was like FIU, they go down and tie the game, send it to overtime. If you would have picked a ball off right there, does that change the trajectory? But at the same time, it's like who's going to be the guy that makes the play? Like, who wants the football to come to them? Who Does Baby Barnes want the ball on his toe with four seconds left? And that's a hard, hard, hard mentality to change. And I really think it originated the previous staff just kind of going through the motions a little bit. And that's a hard habit to change once you've done it for so long as far as just laying down when things get tough. Well, is it and ca- that's what we saw on Saturday. Is that accountability? I mean, this is naive of me to say probably, but you look at the sideline and there's 80 guys just standing there on the sideline waiting for their turn to play. Half of them are never going to play, but, like, I mean, do you? how do you stay engaged? Like, how do you stay – I think mentally tough is staying do you engaged. you love football? Yeah, are you, are you 
chumming it up with your bros and waiting for your unit to be called out there? Like, or are you engaged in the game? Like, we, we make fun of Russell Wilson for being on the sideline saying, say, run or pass. Like, what do you have to do to, like, get to your guys yourself all locked engaged? In. Or to, like, have a little pride in what you're doing. Is it so is it so spread out amongst all 80 of you that you that you don't really care? Like, and I know they love to play, but are they loving to play because it looks good on Snapchat? Or That's they, what I'm saying, yes. Or do they want to, like, be a dog? And not like a, a bulldog, but just be, like, a fighter. Like, yeah, do you, do you love the process because you you talk about all the great ones, I tell you what you put on the red helmet you better not be that excited. It don't look that good. Well, they weren't that excited in the white the other day. I but. don't have an argument anymore, I guess. <laughs> but but and Trey Harris said this today. He's like, you know what? You're three and seven. You obviously don't have a ton to play for. But like, if you love football, and it goes back to what I said a few weeks ago, you get forty eight times to put on a uniform as a collegiate athlete, roughly. Like, if you're not locked in for 48 games, like, like you're not ever going to be locked in. So why don't, like, like I don't know. Like, I think you've got to get, dude, this is going to be crazy. I think you have to, like, I think you have to, I mean, I know every coach says that. Like, we're going to go in and make every guy earn their position. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's great to say that until, like, your paycheck's on the line, you know? Like, yeah, I don't care if Trey Harris doesn't show up to practice. Like, that dude's playing on Saturday. Okay, you're all about it. Yeah, I'm all. I mean, I'm just saying that's that's the reality of it. But like, does it take a few years of weeding out the old guys to just be like all possibly? Right. Like, if or does it or does listen to this? Let's play this scenario out. Comby sits down with his staff after the season and goes, "Yeah, that was bad. Uh, we're going to get some transfers." That was bad. No, no, no. Like we're getting transferred, and like the guys that have been starting for four years, you better beat out the transfer I'm beating in. I'm bringing in. Like, you better beat them out. Well, I think that's why transfers are so attractive. You know what I would do? I've said this before. Their practice jerseys, give them all new numbers, everything, and say, I don't know who you are. Make me me say that you're the best player. I don't care who you are. You don't think you'd recognize them? No. Okay. It's more of a mental thing. You don't give them a dark visor? Like, don't give Smoke number six. Well, he's number five, so that'd probably be. Is he number five in real life? Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. I was testing you. Don't give Smoke number five. Make him go earn Give him number 12 and say, Oh, Terry Bradshaw. No. We don't wear that number around here. You know what I'm saying? How do you get get guys to play hard? Yeah. I agree. Because I tell you what, he dropped the pass on the first game of the first pass of the game a few weeks ago. You would have taken his jersey off and gave him 12. I'd have set him for two drives and been like, All right, if you're going to execute, I'll get somebody in here that will. But it's tough to say that because you just said, Literally a minute and a half. hundred percent. Trey Harris. Is they don't pay no me what. enough to deal with that question. I'm just telling you what's happening. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. I want to take a look at this tech roster. As Are we you sure l- Smoke's number five? Yes. Okay. Look it up. As we look at No, he's actually number six. Okay. Hey, Bear's number five. Thank you. I'm an idiot. He wore number Tape five you. one year, though. Sorry about that. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. 
This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatterload, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our BMW Motors Facebook page. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. BMW Motors in Arcadia. All the scores, all the plays, all the playmakers. We will rewind the week in high school football Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on the High School Football Rewind Show. This is Mark Kramer. Join me as we break down what happened in high school football. Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for the High School Football Rewind. Go on your home for sports in North Louisiana, 97.7. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe, 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. BC Beckage, John Tabers. We wrap it up. A couple of segments left, 7 o'clock hour. Appreciate Dr. Eric Wood, Louisiana Tech Athletics Director, for joining us at 615. Always a fun interview, fun time to catch up. With Dr. Wood. Don't have an in-studio guest tonight. Do you miss that, Beck? Yeah, I do. I know I, you're I, usually I, not as focused and engaged. Yeah, I, uh, I do enjoy the in-studio guests a lot more than I thought I would. But uh, you can't just have anybody, you know. It's a special, uh, special, not an accomplishment. <laughs> what am I trying to say? It's a special privilege, you know? Yeah. So we got to keep the integrity of the... The, the, the old BTB. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In-studio in guest. Yeah. Yeah. VIP, uh, really. So, I, I some people at Bleed Tech Blue shout out nine ninety five a month. You can't find nothing better for nine ninety five a month. So, one of our members skip your pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks this week and go ahead. And, yeah, because you know they're over nine ninety five no. now. Uh, went down the rabbit hole. We've talked a lot this year about Louisiana Tech play or four seniors play meaningful snaps. We talked a lot about it. I think it's the third fewest seniors in the country. Uh, it's a young team. Yeah, I think FIU plays two seniors. No, so. how about that? Uh, so someone went down the rabbit hole and was like, is that really – does that really paint the whole picture? Because COVID uh, was is littered throughout college football the last few years. So listen to this. And this is going to baffle you how many old, old – and I say in quotes – players that Tech has on its roster. Unnamed texture, O'Neill Gas text line. You want to read it for us? Yeah. To echo Beck, which is dangerous, <laughs> South Alabama is a team that has never had a winning season in FBS. They are 8-2 and two on the backs of bringing in P5 transfers back to Mobile. Like, it's a good point. Uh, is there a coach in uh, recent Tech history that maybe brought in a crap ton of transfers and was really successful? Do you, does anybody come to mind, Ben? Sonny Dykes. Uh, is he, did, he just, did he just beat... Uh, the the state that is back, which is Texas, 
He just beat them the other day. Is he nine and zero right now? Ten. Ten. Excuse me. Ten and zero right now. Yeah, he is. Weird. Big fan of Sonny Dykes already. I'm just thinking maybe there's some there's some glad he quit maybe on he our got program. some dudes in that wanted to play football. I don't know. That's I mean it's just a thought. I, listen, South Alabama's having a good year and they they whipped us around. Us. Like yeah, a they did. yeah. All right, so listen to this about Tech's roster makeup. It's a lot older roster than you would ever imagine. And keep in mind, redshirt f- sophomores are 24 are fourth year players due to COVID. Okay. Do they get two years for COVID? Like, what is the... 2020 didn't count. Like, it just totally... Didn't count. Okay. So, typically, they could have played till 23 with the red shirt. Yeah. So, first-year players on the roster. First year in college. These are all in college. 13 players. Okay. Second-year players. Red shirt freshmen. 32. Third-year players, which, personally speaking, I would think a third-year player should be ready to play. Correct. 23 players. Fourth-year players, 18 players. Fifth-year players, 16 players. Sixth-year players, 9 players. You look at Tech's roster makeup, there's over 60 players on this roster that are in their third year or older. And I get it, there's a new coaching staff, and I'm not going to blame the coaching staff for this. If you're in your third year of college, like it's time to shine under the lights. We should be waxing people. We should be way better than three and seven. I don't care if Sonny Cumbie came in here and decided to run the triple option. Like, there's a lot more. It's a lot of dudes that have been in the experience, been in the weight program, understand yeah. how to go to class and balance it with weights and going to practice. All right. So, how much of this is old regimen? I don't know. It makes we you can, think, We though. can talk about it. We are Bleed Tech Blue. We are not affiliated. It, it, it does make you wonder, though, that w- why, you know, is it lack of talent, lack of development? Uh, is it lack of mental toughness, which I think we could point to possibly? But, like, this roster is a lot older than it's maybe given credit for. Now, at the same time, you have like 80 guys coming back for another year next year, and they've all been here this year. So, you know, you could point to the positives there as far as you should be a whole lot better in 2023. Right. But it does scare – it scares me in the terms of actual talent on this roster. Because I, I'll, I'll I'll put this out point blank. You, you talk about the top ten players on this roster, okay? Trey Harris. Uh, Josh Moat. Well, let's say this. Let's do this. Trey Harris, you can't lose him. You got to NIL him to death or something. Uh, Smoke Harris. I think you could replace him. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying. No, like, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm going to No, he's hold, a very good player. No, no, no I'm, I'm going to hold back on what I want to say. But like, I'm, He's a going. very good player, but yeah. I'm saying, like, you could find a guy to fill his production. Yep, 100%. Uh, Griffin Abear. Nate, Nate Jones produced when he was in there. Yeah. Uh, Cyrus Allen, who will obviously be back, looks like he's going to have a good career. Carson Bruno, you want him back. Good right tackle. Isaac Ellis, probably could replace him. Josh Moat, the center. He'll be gone. Left guard, Bert Hale has shown a lot. You want him back. Left tackle, Dakota White, shown a lot. You want him back. Liddy, quarterback, obviously. Marquise Crosby had a good year. All right, so you got six players on offense, seven. Defense. Grubbs, you want him back. 
You want both the Island Boys back. You want BJ back. Beyond that, like, Kiwi Rhodes played a lot at D-tackle. I don't know if you can say anybody on the defensive line. Yeah. I, but, I mean, certainly, like, you, you, good guys, but, like, they're, it'd be pretty easy to replace the production. You, you kind of get where I'm going, though. Like There's you got, a lot of room. You got a 11 to 13 guys where you're like, all right, like maybe foundational type pieces. Beyond that, it's like, all right, we need some more dudes in here. Baby Barnes, Buck. Love Baby Barnes, love Buck. What about the placeholder? Ah, replaceable. Yeah. Uh, haven't punted the ball well throughout the year. Uh, by the way, did you catch Cumbie's uh, quote on that? Uh on inside tech football last night. No, I did not. It's pretty. So, you know, we talked about the fake punt. Yep. Tackled Julian Lewis. Ref said he can't throw a personal or a pass interference on a fake punt pass. Looks like a punt. Cumby said that, uh, you know, we had punted the ball only 16 yards the prior punt. He was like, if the referee would have just told me that, that that's why he thought it looked like a punt, <laughs> I would have totally walked that. away. He said, I walked away. I'd agree with you. I, you didn't know this, but I did a little punting last week. How'd you punt? Yeah, I did a little field goal kicking and a little punting. Field goal kicking, uh, let me tell you, are you harder a toe than kicker? it looks? No, only because I was instructed not to be. I would have been better. So how longest field goal? Uh, I think I did like a twenty-five. Maybe. Okay, not longest uh, amongst the group you were with was the longest. Uh, well, we had a professional soccer player and he did kick a forty-yarder, uh, but that's because he's a soccer player. Yeah. Um, it's hard to do. I'll give you that. But punting, I'm going to be honest. I booted one. Pretty good. 34 yards. I actually didn't get the yardage, but I got a lot of oohs after I put. And I've had like. Good hang time? Yeah, I've had like 12 knee surgeries. All that to say, I don't think it's that hard, Ben. I, I will never. And Matt Nelson came over here, on here and he told us about the mental battle. And Sonny Cumbie said we don't have a whole lot of mental toughness on the squad. Well, I mean, gosh, uh, if you got one freaking job, how, I mean, just kick the ball. Just boot it. Boot it. I'll put, take 100 good boots in one rafters. block. Put it into the rafters. Just boot it. But I, I, going back to the roster, like you look at the guys that are playing offensive. You got eleven to thirteen, fourteen, maybe fifteen guys that you really like, and then transfer everybody else in. Transfer them in. Well, it does support your case as far as like you got to bring dudes in here well, that at the very least they're playing twenty five snaps. And here's a game like next there's year. there's more people to choose from than ever. Like we complain about the transfer portal, but being on this side of it is not when you complain. Like Cumbie didn't owe these guys anything. He hadn't coached them for twelve years. Like How I gave you a year, a coach, you freaking stunk, and you I'm think, gonna go get some people. You think that's hard to do as a coach? No, not. A, I think it's. I don't think you have a choice. Fair. I think you, and then it then it lifts the lifts the uh, bar for everybody else. Like crap, if I'm not good this year, he's gonna go find somebody that is. And I can love you, I can respect you, I can care about your family, but I can also tell you, you're not as good as that guy. You're not a building block. No. You're not what is going to take this program to be to UTSA. I mean, and how in the heck embarrassing is that that we're talking about how good UTSA is? I mean, at least they're not like four and six, you know? Like, they're good. Ben. But I don't respect them. They did something right. Did Maybe they got some they, transfers in. Did you see what they tweeted out after the game? No, what did they say? Oh, Jeff Trailer runs up the score with runs the it up. Does he? After LaTeX did it to us so often oh. in our infancy, and I'm like, you didn't run up nothing. You beat our tail. 
Like you, you aren't even trying. No, like you didn't run. You went you nineteen did nine plays. run up the guts for nine yards a pop and got all the way down the field and scored. <laughs> exactly. Like holy cow, I can't stand other. Fan uh, so I mean, I, th- I think I mean if you're coming this year, that's part of your evaluation. It's like you got a year. I get it. I'll give it to you. You didn't know everybody. Last year was a t- had to have been a terrible year for film. It just had to be. Like everybody quit. So you get you evaluate and you say okay like. Defensive line, they may have sacked one person all year. Probably going to go find some dudes. This university has a history of good defensive line. We got we got some dudes in the NFL. Shout out to Big Vern. Got signed by the Giants today. There you go. Vernon Butler. I mean, you, like they, it's possible to get him in here. Find a way to get him in. I don't do Go that. recruit your tail off. Go bring him some Walmart or uh, McDonald's bags with cold hard cash. You can do that now. Just put it in a... <laughs> What Put a, it in a bank koozie and say NIL when you get here, bro. Like I, something. Get them here. What are, te- what are Tex McDonald's bags filled with? Like ones, some coupons or something. <laughs> I'm just like, you're go, looking for dudes. Go get like Ben. If you got three dude, like as bad as Tex defense is this year. If we didn't have the Island Boys, oh, that's two dudes that made a massive difference. That's why a lot of people like go wanna, get three, two to three dudes. That's why a lot of people want to say Scott Power hasn't been very good as a DC, and like I, the results obviously speak for themselves. But I'll be like, like he can identify talent a little bit because the Allen boys are the two best players in your defense with the growth. Yes, out. like, like he saw that talent. Like, go get somebody that that can make a play. Go do something like offense, like. I mean, go did, find a dude. Did twenty twenty one rolling all the close losses in twenty twenty one? Did that fool us into thinking Tech was maybe more talented than they actually were? And yeah. now we've seen it show up a little bit well, more in twenty twenty two. I mean, I twenty two. You know, and it's like I guess I'm just trying to think back to the games that we lost, like the SMU game. Like we played that really well, and it was a freak play at the end. Yeah, like that's one that I could say, like, all right, we. That one got taken from us at the end. Like but that, you can't live with the ODU. Right, right, right. Yeah, but you can't live with ODU and Southern Miss. It's like, I can't look at our roster and say we're talented. We just lost to ODU and Southern Miss. It's like, no, we, we just were awful all Frank over the Gork place. Frank Gork sling it. But you almost beat Mississippi State. You should have beat SMU. Like, on, so on that front, you're like, man, we, we were a solid team. Now, Austin Kendall, I think, was really a good quarterback. Well, that's, true. that's true. Like, he was a difference maker. But if Parker's not hurt, we probably have two more wins on the schedule. Fair we're enough. probably sitting here at, what is it, five? Five. We're probably sitting here with five wins if Parker doesn't get hurt. Fair. There's not a ton of teams in the country at this level. So does that show you how crucial the quarterback? Position yes, that is. you lose a starting quarterback and you don't lose Can still two, win. You don't lose two wins out of ten. Like yeah, you lose DJ at Clemson, you're in trouble. Honestly, Ben, that's a great point. <laughs> how many school? Like, find me a couple schools that over a 12 game season, if you, they don't lose their starting quarterback, they have two less wins. Like it happens. It happens. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's go ahead. Take our final timeout of the night. We come back. We'll put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk at 97.7. If you love the great outdoors, you'll love it even more with a custom outdoor kitchen from O'Neill Gas. We give you the power to design your outdoor kitchen with expert guidance. Just bring in a photo of your outdoor area for a custom design and cost estimate, including island framework, appliances, even cabinets. Visit our design gallery on North 5th Street in Monroe to get started. Stop dreaming and start living with a custom outdoor kitchen from our home to yours. O'Neill Gas. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You are a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. 
Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dream, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we wrap it up on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Terry, Sports Talk 97.7. Louisiana Tech travels to Charlotte Saturday afternoon to 2.30 p.m. kickoff on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Charlotte comes in two and nine overall, one and six in conference. USA play uh, fired their head coach Will Healy uh, about three four weeks ago. Pete Rosamondo mm. serving in a interim role. Uh, believe the Forty ers lost twenty four fourteen at Middle Tennessee this past weekend. I believe there's a frigid game. Oh, up in Murfreesboro, it's a daunting daunting environment. Mm. And uh, I can see your real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, locked into it. Uh, looking at this game from Charlotte's perspective, Chris Reynolds, quarterback, it's been really good throughout his career. Twenty-two touchdowns, eleven picks uh, in or in this season. That's across nine games. He did miss two games due to injury. Uh, he will go over the ten thousand yard mark for his career on Saturday. Currently sits at nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-eight yards. Whoa, that's a big assumption that he'll get two yards. Yeah. Um, Looking at the Charlotte receivers, and this is what worries me about tech against Tech's defense, and I know the Island boys are good. Grant DeBose and Spencer, the other receiver, have combined for over 1,800 yards receiving. They got 18 touchdowns. Victor Tucker in the slot has another 500 yards, has six touchdowns. He's got th- over 3,000 yards in his career. Uh, as good as UTSA was at receiver, Charlotte's probably just as good. Just the rest of their team sucks. <laughs> and so they're going to really challenge Tech's defense on Saturday. Looking on the flip side of the ball, we mentioned earlier Landry Liddy will make his third career start at quarterback for the Bulldogs. Charlotte's awful on defense. They allow 41.2 points per game. No, it'll be just a real defensive battle. Tech allows 39 points a game. So it should be a shootout. 
I'd say probably take the over. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be looking for Liddy to get his first collegiate win here. I think Tech ends their. Uh, I think they end the road losing. If I know Landry Liddy, he ain't left the film room since they got back on Saturday night. I think I ain't left it. I, Uber eats, DoorDashed all his meals, slept in there. I still think last week was going to be so good for his development. Getting getting waxed. You you have to have that point in your career. You have to be like, wow, this is this is not this is what it looks like football. Yeah. Wow. What? You don't like Calvary that much. No. At least you're honest. Appreciate the honesty. Uh, I mean, Liddy's good, but you watch some of the film, Ben, and no, that that was a there's good not even a defender call. in the frame. That okay? was a good like one. the like the frame. There's not a defender in the frame. And now, granted. Tapes. Put the ball right where it needs to be. Tapes, what's wrong with him? Tapes, I mean, what do you want me to do? There's, like, I mean, credit like, to Liddy. Put like, it right there. It's like you're some film-watching expert. I watched the highlights. Exactly. I huddled it. Uh, me and Puff. I, I think that <laughs> We care about some high school football. I think that's so good for his development. Just learning what it looks like from a defense that's Bigger than you, faster than you, stronger than you, whatever you want to describe, whatever adjective. Better than going in and throwing four passes and three of them being amazing. Well, that kind of you're like, man, the old hype this meter. college football thing is easy. You know? <laughs> yeah, you go play difficult. the Roadrunners and get. All right, takes a one-point road favor. I believe the over-under is somewhere around 63. It's time to make our picks. Beck, you're up first. Well, Ben, no surprise here, but I'm going to pick the dogs to win. Uh, high scoring. You still game. think we get to seven wins? I think. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> the only thing that made that okay was that we 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 had so many disclaimers before we said that. <laughs> we did. We're like, we, it'd be like us all of a sudden being rugby fans and being like, oh, this team's going. Like you just didn't know, you know. Uh, yeah, I I think you know that certainly helps that uh that their defense is terrible. Um, but I don't oh, think I don't think our offense is as high powered uh, without the deep ball throwing Parker McNeil. So running the football will be vitally yeah. so important. So I'm going to go. Tech. So if you're running more than you're throwing, uh, longer possession times, I'm going to go 35, 35, 30 dogs. All right, Tabes, what you got? For <laughs> 31, 20 dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like it, Tabes. Tabes, man. Defense showing up in a big way. I'm going to take Louisiana Tech 45, Charlotte 42. You think you think, you think think Landry Liddy and the Bulldogs put up 45? Smash the over, huh, BC? Oh, you think they put up 45 points? Yeah, I don't think you – Aaron Allen dropped 45 on them last year. That is an interesting fact. <laughs> Charlotte ain't very good. Really? They ain't very good. They're not on the, they're not on the list of teams I've watched play football this year, so – you haven't bet no, on it no, yet. No, I haven't bet on it. Actually, actually, I freaking did. I guess right. I had a I had a parlay, and they were it was like a it was <laughs> Tennessee, wasn't it, or something? Yeah. And uh, they were like minus one fifteen. So to get it to plus one hundred, I, I threw like I, I put Charlotte or I put Middle Tennessee. So you put Rice Rice to win against Charlotte, and they got housed by thirty because they were like it was oh, yeah it was like 20. fourteen point favorites, and they got housed by thirty by freaking Charlotte. So. Yeah, something to note, Tech fans. We lost to, to Rice at home in overtime, and Charlotte beat them by 20 or 30. Charlotte also lost to Middle Tennessee, and we housed Middle Tennessee. Yeah, so, so this is Conference USA. Oh, it's, it's a, a big, doozy. It's a big pretzel sandwich. 
it's of a confusion. Doozy Will the People chimes in and says, the next three weeks may decide the fate of tech athletics for a long, long time. The Pac-12's new media deal should be finished. SMU and San Diego State are the favorites to join the Pac-12. The AAC will have an opening. Yeah, they ain't calling us unless Sign we start. Sign the dogs <laughs> up, baby. Go into the AAC. Been a fun show tonight. I want to thank Eric Wood for joining us. For Beck Haynes, for our producer, John Tabor, I'm BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. you got <laughs> i was gonna say speaking of that man between tire rack and gillette they owe y'all a couple of raises man because those cuts every single day have me in stitches and when alex drops the goat cut at the end of you uh uh, uh my man chris it's amazing but my take real quick man is I, I gotta agree with my man rob man lebron does not deserve to be on the top 10 list and here's why when you hear those one names magic kobe big game james the logo. These are guys that help bring about even bigger well, hold the, on. the That's LA not Lakers the issue. brand. Of course. But we said top ten. Not top five. You just named what? Three, four guys. Nobody's putting him ahead of those guys. Top ten? Look, man. Derek Fisher, I'll put ahead of guys oh, like gosh. LeBron, man. These are guys that help win multiple championships and not in some corny little bubble they where they had three months their off team. between the playoffs. That corny little bubble, everybody played by the same rules. And, I mean, and the, the Lakers had no advantage that nobody else had. And and Derek Fisher, God bless him, who did he lead to the championship? LeBron had I, to I, lead a team to the championship. Derek Fisher hit a miraculous shot. He had moments. They didn't even win he it that moments. year. They didn't win it that year. They got embarrassed by the weak Detroit Pistons. What? <laughs> more, Chris. That was he an was unbelievable. More. Unbelievable. Oh. All right, Sean. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate you. Hating. What about Mike and Fresno? You're on the iCouple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Mike? Hey, how you doing, boys? Doing What's great. Up, man? Hey, listen, I think you're missing the boat. I I don't know. I've been commuting for a while in this this uh, treacherous tr- 